you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. I'm Oaks Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go. When the lady sings it, that makes it official. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here and being a part of the show, as always. Without you guys, we'd just be a couple of folks just sitting here talking to ourselves, which is pretty much what I do with all nine of my personalities on Fridays. We just sit and have a conversation again, but uh, at least we're never lonely. Except for, you know, that one weird personality. But we don't talk about that. The judge says I can't anymore. Anyway, guys, uh, as always, for three, <laughs> 15 years, three to four shows a day, 15 to 20 shows a week, we bring you the smartest people, the billionaires, the CEOs, the Pulitzer Prize winners, the uh, presidential advisors, uh, you know, the astronauts, and just people who've spent years and years, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of hours, sometimes a lifetime, uh, bringing you their stories, their journeys, their their owner's manual that they've developed to help you through life, realize you're not alone, and uh, get you on to the next level. And if not, you're going to learn something. I go through the show like every day, every guest. I just come away with epiphanies and knowledge and tidbits, and uh, they're just wonderful. And and you can learn so much from other people because, I don't know, if you've, if you've seen me, there's not, I mean, no one can learn anything off of me. <laughs> I'm over me. That's why we have guests on the show. <laughs> and we have another amazing one today. So we're excited to have him as well. We're going to be talking uh, with, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here, Michael T. Brown. He's a licensed counselor, leader, and author. And uh, he uh, his one book that he has out, he's got two, I believe. Uh, but the book we'll be uh, highlighting here is called A Beautiful Challenge, Building Healthy Relationships, which are good to do because I've tried the opposite of building unhealthy relationships. And, uh, yeah, no one should write a book about that except maybe not what to do. Uh, Michael is uh, a gentleman who is a LPC, licensed professional counselor. He's been empowering individuals, families, and businesses and communities with tremendous success for over the last 20 years. He uh, serves as the principal of Brown's Leadership Consulting, which provides counseling support to individuals and families, uh, consulting services to organizations and businesses. He also served as a national trainer for the Why Try LLC, one of the nation's leading resilience education programs that specializes in student achievement. He also partnered with the D.C. Office of the Attorney General to serve as a trainer for their Violence Interrupter program since 2020. He's authored Born to Achieve, and a beautiful challenge. In 2013, he hosted The Brown Bag with Michael T. Brown on Blog Talk Radio, interviewing some key community difference makers and flashing the spotlight on pertinent issues facing our society. He's committed to empowering others and communities through education, inspiration, mobilization, and he enjoys spending time with his family and friends, unlike me. Uh, welcome to the show, Michael. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate I'm just kidding. I like my family and friends. I have to. So there you go. Uh, it's wonderful to have you, Michael. Give us your dot coms. Where can people find you on the interwebs? 
yes, people can find me on uh, Twitter, formerly known as X. I mean, well, X, formerly known as Twitter, at uh, mtbrown98. And uh, they can find me on Facebook as well. There you go. I get confused by the X Twitter thing, too. I'm, yeah. I'm still waiting for the new name to come out called Bankruptcy. Evidently, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming next week or something. People watching our videos 10 years from now are going to be like, yeah, it turned out to be Bankruptcy. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we'll talk to you about what you're doing, but let's lead off with your amazing book here. Tell us about your book, A Beautiful Challenge. Uh, evidently, people can only pick up your site. We should make that clear and, and tell people how they can get a hold of it. Yeah, well, thanks thanks for that. They can go to my website, uh, brownsleadership.com. But the book, you know, in many ways, Chris, started with um, recognizing that, you know, successful and healthy relationships are not inherited. Right. They must be fought for and won. And in the book, you know, I go through um, some skills, some tools and provide inspiration that can help people to find healthy relationships, personal and professional. Hmm. And, um, yeah, I've, I've gotten some really good feedback on it. And uh, I look forward to discussing it a little more. Definitely. Definitely. So uh, you wrote the book to help people do their thing. Tell us a little bit about your journey. What's your hero's journey? How did you get into this business and helping other people as a counselor and leader? Yeah, uh, I've been a school counselor. Uh, I'd say that's where I kind of, you know, developed my chops. I did that for about 16, 17 years. Then I went mm -hmm. into private practice back in 2016. And I see individuals, families, couples uh, here regionally in the Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia area and across mm -hmm. the country through video conferencing. And uh, interesting you asked that question. I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, I remember back in high school, I, I knew early on towards towards graduation that I wanted to be in the people business. Oh, wow. I didn't know exactly what that was going to look like, but the idea of psychology, the idea of thinking about why people, why we do what we do, why we think the way we think, mm -hmm. uh, fascinated me pretty early on, and it led me to this path, uh, and it's been, uh, it's been awesome. There you go. I've always wondered that, too. Why do people think what they think, and why do they do what they do? Uh, but usually I phrase it as, what the hell are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. That's another way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, I just walk around the neighborhood and be like, what the, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm being funny here on the afternoon. Um, so uh, tell us what you do there at your company where you uh, do the consulting for leadership and train people, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so through counseling, right, I, mm -hmm. I get the opportunity to work directly with individuals, groups, families about, you know, working through challenges so that mm -hmm. way we can be at our best. And those same principles, I think, work well with organizations and with mm -hmm. companies, because once we can tap into, you know, um, the root cause of our challenges and we build mm -hmm. strategy around it mm -hmm. and actually go into depth with, you know, why we think the way we think, why we behave the way we behave. It can help us in any area of life, whether personal, with our relationships, uh, in organizations, and in companies, particularly when it comes to business. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've come to discover this, that, you know, no organization in many ways can outgrow its leadership, you know, because at the end of the day, we're people uh, that we often thrive off of understanding, you know, how to get where we need to get. That's leadership, right? Individuals who can help take us from one place to the next. And whether it's in our personal relationships, whether it's in an office setting, whether it's in a business setting, community organization, at the end of the day, it's people working with people. 
And, yep. and there's skills and there's strategies and there's things that can be taught to help us get the best out of ourselves and others. There you go. And that's what really what leaders have to do is be, you know, provide servant leadership, help to get the best pe uh, you can out of your workers, the most productivity and kind of help them achieve their goals, make that's them right. fulfilled in, in with their work. You know, everyone wants to do work that is fulfilling and where they think they matter and they have respected and they're, and they have some dignity. That's right. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of that going on with uh, a lot of the union battles going on around the nation where workers are like, Hey man, we want some dignity. We want some respect. We want That's to right. earn a good wage. In fact, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting. Unions are, are now more popular in, in polls right now than ever before. And uh, I think it's a good thing because, you know, we kind of had this uh, whole, uh, you know, thing where it's like, hey, just everyone work, and if we don't like you, throw you away. And now it seems like there's more, well, there's more competition for workers ever since um, the, uh, ever since COVID, uh, and a lot of people retiring early. And so, and so now more than ever, leaders have to identify that, you know, turnover, especially if you lose good people, right. usually comes from poor leadership. You know, most people don't quit a job of just, basically over money yeah. a lot of times they quit because you know their boss is an idiot or a very poor leader or not valued yeah there you go right and yeah. when we value people uh it increases productivity mm -hmm. and most these definitely. things can be taught absolutely most definitely i mean increasing productivity is so important so in your counseling services you've been doing this since 2001 uh, you deal with personal issues, social issues, marital, family problems, substance abuse issues, trauma, uh, and you uh, work with adults, couples, families, children over A+. Plus. Boy, uh, all those issues are what, what I'm up to on any given Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. what are some ways that you, you find uh, you've been able to help people or maybe what are some popular challenges you see people struggling with now in 2023? Yeah, some that really stand out are your, mm. your well-familiar ones. You know, obviously anxiety, depression. Uh, um, people. Those are my favorite. Yeah, they can have their, they can, they can be a, a monster. But, you know, it's, it's, so a big part of what I like to do, Chris, is create a safe space for people. Mm. Where they know, right, and believe that they're going to be heard and valued. And, you know, we build rapport. And then from there, mm -hmm. you know, it's important for me to understand their story. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important. Uh, I remember going to a training one time and if something really stood out that somebody said, it said, you know, before we ask what's wrong with somebody, first mm -hmm. find out what happened to them. Uh -huh. So a big uh -huh. part is to understand people's story. And we need to create a safe space to do that. And, you know, obviously in therapy, I do an assessment where I learn more about them. And oh. we start with that road of understanding who they are, where they're coming from. Because in many mm. ways, the client is going to be the expert on their own life. Mm. They've lived through it. They've experienced it. So create a safe space. Then we need to deal with the root cause issues that are creating the problems. Mm -hmm. And we go there and we unpack that, try to process it, try to help that individual um, gain some perspective on it because we can't go back and change what happened, but we can change our perspective and we can change our response. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to see what happens when you give people a space to allow them to share their story, let them to be the expert on their story mm -hmm. and realize that the story is still being written. And we build out strategies. We build out uh, tools to help that individual reach their, 
reach a potential. And it, it never gets old when you see people go from depressed to being more, uh, to being happier, being living more fulfilled lives, anxiety going down. It, one thing I've noticed is in, in years of doing this, and that is one of the greatest anecdotes to fear, anxiety, depression, uh, emotional issues is purpose. Hmm. When we understand what we're created for, what we're called to do, then that gives us a clear target to work towards. And oh. along the way to that target, right, we have to do certain things to get there. We have to address certain things to get there. So mm -hmm. in many ways, I see myself as kind of a, a navigation system, a guide, right, to help, the in, help individuals uh, deal with those traumas or those painful things so that we can ultimately get them to their goals. There you go. Yeah. You find that a lot of people, when you, you, you know, you said you sit down and you listen to them and yes. you, you ask them what their stories, you find that's probably what a lot of people are thrashing about uh, and suffering with is, you know, you know, no one's listening. No one cares about their story. Right. No one wants to listen. We, we kind of, you know, we live in a society where we don't listen to each other much. Yeah. Um, in fact, whatever you're saying, I missed because I was looking at my phone. I'm, just I'm, I'm sure you missed all of it, right? Exactly. <laughs> what? What'd you uh, say? <laughs> I was checking Twitter uh, or bankruptcy, whatever it's called. This week. Anyway, uh, but no, um, <laughs> uh, but we don't listen to each other. Uh, and and we kind of need more of that, maybe, where oh, we, we totally instead of, you know, assuming, you know, we see this in politics, society, we see this in business, we just assume, you know, well, you know, I'm sure his story is, you know, whatever. Um, but understanding what people's story is, correct me if I'm wrong, and understanding you, you kind of can get inside their head on what their motivation is, That's right. and what makes them tick. And then if you can help them understand their motive, what motivates them, you can help, uh, motivate them in leadership positions. That's exactly right. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. a safe space means for me without judgment, because mm -hmm. a lot of times by, by the time someone gets to me. Mm -hmm. They've already made some important decisions. Mm. One being I need help. Mm -hmm. And that decision right there and of itself in many ways can be a game changer. How we get person help, there's layers to it. There's obviously some things we can go through. But I hope somebody's out there listening right now. Mm -hmm. You may be going through something and you don't have the answers. But it starts with just understanding I don't have to have all the answers. I mm -hmm. may just need to decide to act on what I feel and that being, I need help. Mm -hmm. yeah. The first step is to, you know, kind of admit you have a problem, you need help. And and that's the beautiful thing. And you know, we've talked about this a lot on the show about how stories are the owner's manual to life. And that's how we learn from each other. Cause you know, I didn't get an owner's manual. I don't know about you. Maybe the post office is better on your end of the States, uh, but it sucks out where I'm at. Um, and, uh, and so this is how we learn from each other. And it's also how we identify that we're not alone. That's right. And that's really important. And I think that's also important from what you said earlier about how we need to listen to each other and we need to hear each other's stories because that also helps us understand that, Hey, I'm not alone. Somebody else that's has got right. this issue. That's right. And they, and they, maybe they have found a way out of the mess, out of the yeah. thicket, out of the forest you know, the wilderness of mirrors, maybe they found a way through it and, and they can help me. Yeah. And that's what our coaches, our mentors, our leaders, right? Mm -hmm. The people in our lives help us with, right? Getting, being a sounding board. Mm -hmm. Some folks it's therapy for some, it may be right. Reaching out to that girlfriend or that 
that that friend, that trusted advisor, someone that is someone that's just not wanting to tell us what we want to hear. Yeah. You know, we need folks, I believe, in our lives, Chris, that will call us out on our stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, we'll speak the truth in love to us. Yeah. Speak the truth in love because we all are going to face some challenges, some adversity. And we need to talk about this, you know, this whole stigma that sometimes people put around counseling. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. right, you know, whatever you find therapeutic, if it's helping you, we don't need to have a stigma around it. Mm-hmm. We all are going to experience some challenges. We're all going to have some adversity. And we all can can gain, right, from having people that are going to pour into our lives in a positive way. Definitely. And surrounding yourself with good people, people that know what they're doing is important as well. But, you know, asking for help, learning, educating, um, trying to find ways are are so much better than just being stuck in depression or whatever sort of issue you're having. Uh, The one thing that was on your website I found that was very interesting is you have something um, called the five things every leader must know. Uh, should we dig into that a little bit? I thought it was sure, really interesting. Yeah. Uh, you've got five things that every leader must know. Do you want me to read off the uh, lead off with sure, that for you? Yeah. Uh, number one is recognize that people are your most valuable asset. Why is that important? Because I think, Chris, I believe people fuel success. Mm-hmm. And every person has intrinsic value, mm-hmm. regardless to our decisions and our mistakes. And I, particularly thinking about what's going on in the world right now, right? Yeah. Which is which is not new. You know, some of the just challenges we're facing. So it's so easy behind our phone or our computer mm-hmm. to make a decision on someone and label and judge. It, it, it labels help us process and make sense of the world, right? But at the same time, again, back to that story. If you learn someone's story, if you learn someone's history. Mm-hmm. We may still have our judgment on them. And that, and that is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can judge a tree by the fruit that it bears. I, I get that. But at the end of the day, if we if a foundational principle is that every person has value and has worth, mm-hmm. then we can hopefully see each other through more of a clean lens and how we deal with each other, because yeah. our most valuable asset, it's not just our GDP. It's not just. The, what, what the stock market says it's in people mm-hmm. we have value and i think we should treat each other such there you go now are you sure everyone has value because i have some family members you haven't met clearly not hey i i'd, I'd love to meet them <laughs> i bet there's a lot of value there, there you go. There's a, so, <laughs> that's um, a very counselor answer there right yeah there you go there you go. very yeah. diplomatic there you go yeah. very political uh so uh the um you bring up a great point. We have a hindbrain in our system where when we see faces, when we see people, we make quick judgments calls. And usually it's fight or flight sort of things. Am I, is this person coming towards me a danger? Uh, you know, and, which is very, I mean, it's really cavemanic because, you know, most people in society are coming, you know, towards you in the danger that you might pass in the street. Unless they ask for money or, you know, they're they're part of the Moonies or something, then you can you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, but I, I recognize this. I think it was 2016, 2017. I went on a journey after seeing a lot of racial strife um, with the changeover of presidents. And I thought, you know, I, I was seeing all these terms that were being used, uh, white nationalists and different things. 
And I thought, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I, I've cleaned out, you know, any sort of bias issues I have, but um, I want to do an experiment and I want to walk around and, and, and kind of start paying attention to how I see people when I meet people. And so I started doing this experiment where I would go to the store and I, and I start listening to myself, you know, so I'd see a, a biker guy who looks like me, you know, and he's got like a big biking jacket and you know, Harley Davidson or whatever. And I think, oh, you know, uh, that guy looks like he's done some prison time, maybe, you know, sold some drugs and probably belongs in a Harley Davidson gang, car probably carries a weapon, you know. And I, I started listening to what, you know, assumptions I was making about people. And, you know, then I started kind of giving them a second look and being like, you know, he just seems like kind of a old guy like me who's you know he likes harleys motorcycles i don't i don't know he's sold drugs i don't know he's some bad guy I don't, I don't know if he carries a weapon you know maybe he just likes you know leather's good if you fall off your motorcycle and you know it's it's good for keeping you from yeah. skinning yourself to death and uh, maybe he just likes it for a look you know it's kind of a it's kind of a good look i don't know anything about that guy right. and i started listening to my self-talk about you know the judgments i was making about people and we all do it. It's it's a very yeah. caveman, hindbrain thing. But I think being focused on it and saying, you know, hey man, like where the fuck do you jump to assumptions on that? You don't you don't know this person from Adam. For all yeah. you know, they're a for all you know, they're a saint. They go to church every week and you know, you don't you don't know anything about these people, you know? And so that really kind of helped me to tune into what was yeah. going on in my hindbrain yeah. stuff. And I think we need more of that. And that's listening to people's story. Yeah, and, and I think you, you touched on something important there, Chris, and that's you need to be curious enough to even yeah. do that investigation. Yeah. So that's where awareness comes in, because we all may have presumption and biases and mm -hmm. first assumptions about people. My question is, you know, so it's okay to have a first impression or make an assumption. Yeah. Question is, am I married to that? Mm -hmm. Am I locked in on that? Is that a fixed position or am I open enough Am I curious enough to go to the next level and yeah. actually get to know someone? That's a that's a different dimension there. If I if I care enough, if I'm curious enough to actually get to know someone. There you go. Yeah. And so and so I did that. I walked up to the Harley Davidson guy who looked like me, and I I said, "Hey man, uh, I held up my hand. I said, uh, yeah, you know, I want I want to get to know you better. Your story." And he said, hey, man, do you want to buy some heroin? I said, no. And he shot me and then ran me over this motorcycle. And then his gang come up and finished beating me up. So I guess I was wrong. So there you go. That kind of, that kind of spoils <laughs> that. That ended well. Badly. Yeah, it did not end well. Yeah. No, it did not end well. But I, I try and keep an open mind for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, your second. <laughs> I'm playing it. We got to have humor in, involved. Got to have. Uh, your second note is lead by example. Why is that important? Um. I've heard it put this way. People don't often do what what we just hope, right? Mm -hmm. People do often what we show and where we're willing to take people. If we call ourselves a leader and nobody's walking alongside us or following with us, then we're just kind of, you know, positioning ourselves in more of an authoritative position. Ah. When you see the CEO, when you see the leader, when you see the person who may have the, the nice parking spot or the nice lofty office, but when you see that individual is also a part of the fight, mm -hmm. they're willing to pick up a piece of paper or trash on the floor as well. Mm -hmm. When we'll treat the janitor as well as we'll treat the CEO, it shows that we can tap into point number one, that we all have value. Mm -hmm. And leaders who are willing to show the way 
versus just talk about the way are going to have more buy-in. Definitely. It's going to ultimately lead to more productivity when the leaders in the building, in the room, show value and show that we're all an integral part of the success. Mm -hmm. There you go. And you talk about something called practice what you preach. Yeah. And lead by example. So, you know, I have, I have to do all that bullshit I just made up, told everyone else to do? Well, I, I've heard it put this way, Chris. You know, it's better to see a sermon than hear a sermon. Ah, I like that analogy. Yeah. There we go. If you can moment. see it in someone's life, it may, it's just going to resonate more. Mm -hmm. And people are going to tend to fight for that leader who they know is invested. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And is willing to roll their sleeves up as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you want someone who's working beside you, and that's the that's beauty right. of servant leadership. Number three is assist in creating a positive working environment. Now, this seems antithetical because uh, who where's the fun in a positive working environment? I mean, when there's stress and drama and infighting, I mean, blood sports going on, cage matches, that's where the real fun is in a work environment. Absolutely not. <laughs> right. Right. HR, that, that, just, HR just ping my phone. They uh, they want to see me after this. Exactly. That's, that's not going to go for well. Right. But no, an environment conducive for, for success has some things in it. One, right. A spirit of collaboration. Mm -hmm. You hear some people go around saying, you know, I work for so-and-so. I work for Jim. I work for Sarah. Well, I think there's a higher purpose when we say, you know, I work towards a mission. I believe in authority. I believe in, you know, following authority and, and chain of command and all of that. But when you get individuals who are married to a mission, who understand that the environment we all have to play in, when we all have a healthy environment, we can bring the fun into work. We can bring the joy into work. We can tap into our purpose because we realize that, you know, we're all pulling we're all pulling for the same team here. We're all heading up that mountain together. So if we're gonna head up a mountain, I don't know about you, Chris, but if I'm heading up a mountain with a group of people, okay, uh we want some people with some with some pretty decent attitudes along the way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. We gotta have a good team. Uh the number four, uh clearly articulate your vision. This is really important. Yeah. <laughs> why is why is it important? Because a vision that's not clearly articulated, right, just leaves room for miscommunication, for multiple agendas, and ultimately a decrease in efficiency. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about having clear targets. Mm -hmm. And people just don't do what we think. They're going to oftentimes follow what we say and what we show. And that needs to be clearly articulated. So great, great leaders in many ways are great communicators. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to have a vision. It's another thing to be able to clearly articulate the vision where everybody can see it and work towards it. There yeah. you go. If, if And, you know, if you don't communicate right, like a lot of times when people fail at something I've given them or a task I've given, the first question I ask myself is, did I communicate effectively? That's right. That's right. And then I fire them. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then I try and reinforce that communication and go, okay, do we, do we communicate? Are we on the same page? Oh, no, Chris. You know, you told me to go for it, Chris, but you didn't say over there. Right. And so I just assumed it was over there, but you didn't specifically say over there. And and I'm I'm accountable enough to go, yeah, uh, that's my that's on me. Yeah. Um, 
And so uh, that's an important thing to know as a leader and, and go, okay, do we, do we give them the right communication? That's and right. How can we do better and make sure we communicate effectively? Because, you know, it's the same as like a football team. You know, as a coach, you, you give people the play and, yeah. you know, it's, you know, hey, it's a running play. So I want you to run right and you know, go down the field over by the sideline there and catch the ball. And uh, if you don't tell them which sideline it is, you know, they're over on the other sideline. That's right. Quarterback's going, hey, that dude isn't, where, where the hell is he? At? Um, you know, and so communication is key to everything so uh, so in the big game. Yeah. There you go. Uh, let's see what we have. Uh, for number five, allow for the creativity of others and helping them shine. Uh, why is this important? Yeah, it goes, it ties in right to that positive work environment mm-hmm. that, creativity and ideas flow when people don't feel kneecapped mm-hmm. right and that takes a certain amount of uh confidence in leaders who say i want to raise up other leaders mm-hmm. right so that takes a certain amount of security because sometimes we may feel like well i don't want them to take my shine or my name is out front and i don't want them right to, to mm-hmm. take my shine but i've come to discover Leaders who create a ladder for leadership, leaders who invest in others, realize that they're not going to have to worry about their own shine because people will shout them out, give them credit and give them uh, their accolades because they're secure enough to understand that when you're great, it helps me be great. Iron sharpens iron. And when we all bring our skills and our tools and our attributes to the table, we can grow. You know, I always say, if you find yourself in the room, in a room where you're the smartest person, sometimes we need to find a, a new room, right? Because we all <laughs> we all need some people that can pour into us, and I think we need some people that we can that that we can pour into as well. Yeah, yeah. You know what I always do is I assume like what you've talked about. I assume that I'm not the smartest person in the room, uh, and that's why I love our show. Uh, but, but, uh, and, and part of it is, is even if you're in a room and you think you're the smartest person in the room, you really need to go back and do what we talked about earlier, get to know people and listen to their stories. And then you'll find they're very smart. Um, and then you'll find you can learn stuff from their stories like we do on the show. Yeah. So that's really important as well. And people, and those, I was talking with, just re, since we're talking about this, Chris, because I've been talking with some clients here recently who've been talking to me about their workplace situations. Mm-hmm. I had a gentleman tell me earlier today, he was like, you know, you know, if, if the boss hires his son, man, uh, you know, who I don't think is ready for the job, I'm quitting right then. <laughs> you know, and then I, had a, then I had another client today who, who said, who's in a really difficult work situation and now is in this thriving environment. She's like, I don't have to like, you know, it just feel like I'm not hurt, you know, just, just hurting cats. It's like people are doing what people are contributing. I, I, you know, people are happy to be here. And it's, we spend so much time on our jobs. So when we create an environment conducive mm-hmm. for creativity and, uh, and, and, and for people to know that they can flourish and thrive, man, everybody wins. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I think we covered most of this, but are, are there any other ways we can better inspire the next generation of leaders? Yeah, really good question. I appreciate you asking that. I think a lot of it has to do, Chris, with doing things like what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is when we share our platforms, mm-hmm. when we are risk takers and say, hey, you know what? 
let me do something. Let me have, let me, let me start a vision, open it up to people, put myself on, put my name and put my, my reputation on the line and share. People are going to hear about it. They want to be a part of it. And I think that's that's good news for the next generation. And, I, and, and I'm seeing it. So that's one of the positives about social media. I know social media can have a get a lot of different raps. And, and it's, it's obviously right, you know, a double edged sword. But one of the things I like about it is that everybody gets a platform. Yeah. Now, that's one of the not so great things about it as well, that everybody gets a platform. Right. But those who understand the platform. And understand that we all have gifts, skills, and talents that we can bring to the table. We can start from where we are. We don't have to have all the answers. Sometimes we just got to be willing to take that risk, you know, mm-hmm. and take that, what uh, Price Pritchett says in his book, you know, make that quantum leap. You know, there's some organizations and people who just kind of prod along and just, you know, try to just push that rock up the mountain incrementally. Mm-hmm. Some people put it on the line and take a risk. So I think that's how we help inspire the next generation. Whatever's in you that I believe that God put in you that he wants to get out of you, put it on the line, put it out in the marketplace, test it out. You'll figure some, you'll figure a lot of it out as you go. We don't have to have all the answers and know how it's all going to play out. Sometimes it's just honoring what's in you, those gifts, those skills, those attributes. There you go. And we listen to ourselves. We listen to other people and uh, build from there. Um, and I imagine self-care plays a part of this. How do we take better care of ourselves and in, in knowing what we need and, and trying to get others to listen to us like you talk about? Yeah. I say first, see it as important. Realize mm. that self-care is not selfish. Mm. That we can't, it's hard to serve from an empty well. And so go. our mental our physical, our emotional, our spiritual health, that if we all can say, what are my investments in those areas? And when we build those pillars out, what am I doing for my mental health, What my physical health, spiritual, emotional health? And we put together some strategies and some principles. We're going to be able to show up better for ourselves and show up for others. So self-care is, is so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we take care of ourselves, we can help take care of other people. We listen to ourselves. We uh, make sure we're squared up. Uh, then we can help other people get squared up. And that's, that's right. leadership, technically, Absolutely. in a nutshell. Michael, give us uh, your pitch out. Uh, how can people onboard with you? How can they get involved? How they can get your consulting and dot coms uh, as we go out? Yeah, they can go right to my, my website there. I think you're going to. Uh, tag it in is brownsleadership.com mm-hmm. and uh on twitter x rather now i'm at, M- at mt brown 98 or on facebook uh michael t brown brown bag you can connect with me there and um yeah i'm uh not too far away look forward to connecting with people there you go check out his website folks uh reach out to him uh people can purchase the book there too a beautiful challenge as well correct yes sir and I also do a speaking engagement, so would love to uh, connect with people in that way as well. And then your contact information looks like is on the website. You get your phone number, your email, and all that good That's stuff. That's right. It's all on there. There you go. Uh, well, thank you very much for coming on the show. We really appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. 
Thank you. And uh, thanks, Manus, for going to uh, share with us today and also referring the friends, neighbors, relatives, uh, all the good stuff that's there. Uh, go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. See the big LinkedIn group of 130,000 people, uh, the LinkedIn newsletter. Uh, also go to uh, Chris Voss One on the Tickety Talkity and also go to uh, Chris Voss Facebook.com. You'll see our group over there on Facebook and you can have chats with us in the show. Thanks for tuning in be good to each other stay safe and we'll see you guys next time